I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of the extended edition of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Thursday. Moving towards 3 o'clock when the great Jeff Kaplan will step to the mic and lead you safely home, smartly home, with uh, all the news, traffic, weather, and information, insight. Uh, He has it all starting at 3 o'clock, so don't go anywhere. Uh, as we wrap up the uh, the day today, I want to get to uh, to one last thought. Uh, and as always, uh, we appreciate our texters on the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, you can always weigh in there, 57500, again, 57500. And uh, great to, to hear from you. In fact, uh, I want to get in one uh, text here real quick uh, that, that points out something we've been talking about throughout the day. And so if you weren't with us for the full two and a half hours, of course, you can always go to the podcast on uh, the KSL News Radio app or on the uh, website. You can get the download there. Uh, but one of our, our texters said, you know, the solution for all the mass violence isn't just going to be legislation. It starts at home. Children need parents uh, who care about them and who are at home. Uh, and then she went on to, to talk about some of the uh, the data points in terms of what actually is uh, impacting these violent episodes and uh, fatherlessness is an issue. Parenting is an issue. Community is an issue. There's there's a, a host of things uh, that we need to do. And and to me, that's a, an interesting part of the program is that we we always need to get back to the the principles of all of these things, uh, because if we don't have the conversation around the principles, everything else is kind of kind of be window dressing in the end. Uh, we talked earlier about the uh, Iowa State Fair and. If you've ever had a funnel cake before, uh, it's the current modern-day equivalent to what they would call in the 1800s fried froth, <laughs> where they would take a little froth out of the firing, uh, frying pan and uh, put a little sugar on it. It was kind of the, the treat. It was probably a precursor to a Twinkie before it was a, a funnel cake. Uh, but it's very sweet to the taste, but there is absolutely no nutritional value. And a lot of what we're doing in the wake of this tragedy is fried froth. Uh, a lot of a lot of talk, a lot of rhetoric, uh, but there's not a lot of substance there that's actually going to give us the nutrition we need to solve the issues. And it's interesting, you know, in in the wake of another round of shootings, uh, there's mourning that always follows that. But Americans, I have found, uh, have been left a little rattled from this episode for some reason. Uh, confidence has been shaken. There's a higher level of fear, uh, and there's very little trust left in terms of leaders in government or business being able to help solve the problems. And all of this leads to a real palpable dis-ease. There's this dis-ease in the country. There's an uneasiness, that thing in your gut that says something's just not right. And this dis-ease, if we leave it unchecked or untreated or unaddressed, uh, it's, it's most certainly going to become a disease, a devastating disease of despair. Uh, 
in the country. And when the country loses its confidence, then we're really in trouble. And people are understandably on edge. Uh, when, a, when a sign fell during a, a concert at a local mall here, you know, and someone yelled shots, uh, there were anxious moments. They evacuated the premises. Uh, or when a, a motorcycle engine backfired in downtown New York, it, it sent citizens, you know, scurrying into the, the shops and into the, the alleyways there. And it's interesting because the American people are not used to this kind of sustained stress. Uh, we are very fortunate in this country. We don't, we don't have to do what citizens in a lot of other countries, even free and democratic countries, where they regularly deal with bomb threats, blast terrorist activity, scurrying into bomb shelters and so on. Uh, we don't have to do that. So as we watch the dysfunction in Washington, that adds to the dis-ease of the nation. Again, we're unsettled. We're uncertain. Uh, the politicians seem to be more interested in their red-hot rhetorical rants and their political posturings than they are in real common-sense solutions, proven American principles, tested, time-tested moral values. And sadly, many citizens have dropped their shoulders in exasperated disbelief. So many have just dropped our heads in an expression of defeat. There's a, there's a lot of Americans that feel very defeated today. But the thing we have to remember is that historically, you know, after we, we bow our heads after such a tragic event, the American people historically have stood up, squared their shoulders, and they've looked up. They've looked to real leaders. They've looked to, to the heavens for help. And the real leaders are the ones who sound that clarion call, that certain signal that there's a confident way forward. Uh, think of Bobby Kennedy. Uh, he delivered one of the greatest speeches in American history after the assassination of Martin Luther King, standing on the back of a truck in a very hostile environment. And from a place of authenticity and understanding and courageous vulnerability, he called for love and not hate to carry the day. Or George Bush uh, on a pile of rubble after 9-11 shouted encouragement to the first responders uh, and he united the nation around that. But I, I wanted to get to this because forgotten to most Americans is the fact that after the bombing of Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941, it was Eleanor Roosevelt who first addressed the nation. Now, her husband's words of, you know, a date that will live in infamy uh, are the ones that are most quoted. But it was Mrs. Roosevelt. I think she gave the better speech, <laughs> the more applicable message for the day. It, she had a weekly radio program, and she acknowledged the, the tragic events of the day. She assured the nation that leaders in Washington were working on a strategy for the national security and safety. And then she, she revealed some of her own anxiety. She was very authentic. She talked about her son who was in, in the service. He was at sea, actually. Uh, the concern she had for her children who were living on the west coast of the United States. And then in this address, she spoke to the military. She spoke to the women of the country, to the young people of the country that were going to have to step up. She talked to the children of the country. And then she declared that the, the rock of her faith for the future, her confidence, was in her fellow citizens. 
And this is how she closed out that radio address. I love this. She, she said, we must go about our daily business more determined than ever to do the ordinary things as well as we can. And when we find a way to do anything more in our communities, to help others, to build morale, to give a feeling of security, we must do it. And then Eleanor Roosevelt concluded, whatever is asked of us, I am sure, I am sure we can accomplish it. We are the free and unconquerable people of the United States of America. So that was Eleanor Roosevelt. Now, the dis-ease that hovers over this country, it's not going to evaporate on its own. It has to be dispelled with American confidence. And I would point out that confidence is never arrogance. It's not about thumping your chest. It's not about bombastic name-calling or scapegoating. Confidence is found not in anger and fear and frustration. True confidence is quiet, quiet confidence. And that confidence comes by doing the small and simple things Eleanor Roosevelt talked about in 1941. And as a country, we have to get to that. Because the way out of dis-ease in the nation and the way up to quiet confidence for America has nothing to do with politics, has something to do with policy, has more to do with principles, and it has everything to do with people. It's about the people. And that's going to wrap it up for us on a Thursday. I am Boyd Matheson, the opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. The great Jeff Kaplan is next. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.